every city has its own unique golden era, the time when it thrived and flourished in all aspects. Often, the remnants of such a golden era are found in relics and age-old buildings that may or may not have withstood the test of time. But the town of Vadodara in Gujarat is different. In Vadodara, or Baroda as it was formerly known as, its magnificent history continues to live through its majestic monuments and public places that still stand tall as a testament to the glory that the city witnessed in the Yore. In fact, these historical monuments are not just a gateway to Vadodara's past, but also continue to be a crucial aspect of the city's ethos in the present. Perhaps that's why Vadodara is called the Sanskari Nagri or the Cultured City. Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of History with Soumya. I am Soumya, a former journalist and an all-time lover of sagas and stories. In the first season of this podcast, we will be exploring the stories, the folklores and the history of eight Indian cities that have carved a distinct identity of their own in our culture. Cities that have their own unique epithets. And today, we travel to the city of Vadodara. Interestingly, apart from being known as the Sanskari Nagar, the city is also famous as the culture capital of Gujarat, which is the fifth largest state situated on the western coast of India. But no talk of Vadodara's magnificent culture and marvellous prosperity can ever be complete without discussing the contributions of one man, Sayaji Rao Gaikwad III, the Maharaja of Padoda. Actually, the more I read about Vadodara's past, the more I realised how the city's fate and fortunes were intrinsically intertwined to that of Maharaja Sayaji Rao. For the uninitiated, Vadodara is situated in the western state of Gujarat. Located at the banks of the Vishwamitri River, it is almost 141 kilometers away from the state capital, Kandhinagar. Like most cities in India, Vadodara's name also has a fascinating tale behind it. Let's start at the beginning. So, according to history books, the earliest record of the city was mentioned in a charter or grant dated 812 CE in which the city was referred to as Vadapadraka, a small village situated near a town called Angatoka. As per the historical records, Vadapadraka eventually displaced Angatoka as the main urban centre in the region in 10th century. On the other hand, local legends suggest that Vadodara was also called Chandanavati at one point. The name was said to be inspired by Raja Chandan of the Dor Rajputs. Another theory claims that the city got its name after the Hindu saint Rishi Vishwamitra. Over the years, the city has been called by several different names including Varavati, which means the city of warriors, Vadapatraka, which means the city of banyan tree, Baroda, and finally since 1974, Vadodara. Vadodara's history is divided into four eras as it passed from one royal family to another. 
Till 1297, the city was governed by Hindu kings, including Chalukya dynasty, Gupta Empire, and Solanki Rajputs. Following this, the Muslim Delhi Sultanate ruled over the city from 1297 to 1401. The Delhi Sultanate was succeeded by an independent Gujarat Sultanate from 1401 to 1573, during which the foundations of the present-day Vadodara were laid. From 1573 to 1734, it fell under the Mughal Empire, and finally, it came under the reign of the powerful Gaekwad dynasty of the Maratha Empire, who governed the region from 1743 to 1947. It is this last period of the Maratha rule over the city that we will be talking about in today's episode. Particularly exploring how the city truly prospered and flourished under the ages of Sayaji Gaekwad III. One of the most famous and beloved Maharaja of Baroda, Sayaji Rao Gaekwad III, ruled the region from 1875 to 1939. a period marked by social educational and cultural reforms in the city interestingly sayaji rao's ascension to the throne was not the mere story of the crown passing from father to son in fact sayaji was born as shrimant gopal rao gaikwad he belonged to the royal gaikwad dynasty of the marathas but was not the son of the then maharaja of baroda sir khande rao gaikwad and hence was not expected to succeed to the throne it so happened that after khanderao's death his brother malharao succeeded the throne however malharao proved to be an incompetent and corrupt king and was soon deposed and exiled by the british following this khanderao's widow maharani jamnabai invited members of the extended family to present themselves to be chosen as the next ruler of baroda gopal rao traveled to baroda along with his father and brothers it is said that when he was asked about the purpose for his visit he confidently replied and i quote i have come here to rule unquote Impressed with the young man, Maharani Jamnabai officially adopted Gopal Rao and named him Sayaji Rao, following which he became the Maharaja of Baroda. Sayaji Rao Gaekwad III would go on to usher in incredible reforms and development in the kingdom that will go on to contribute to the city's growth for years to come. It is to Sayaji Rao's credit that Vadodara continues to be an important hub for textile, chemical and oil industries as he had introduced the policy of industrial development in the region. A true visionary, Sayaji Rao became the first Indian ruler to introduce free and compulsory primary education in the state in 1906. He founded the Bank of Baroda, which is still one of the most prestigious banks of India. and brought in several social reforms including ban on child marriage and removal of untouchability and thanks to his keen eye for magnificent beauty and opulent architecture sayaji was responsible for building many an alluring monument and structure that continue to adorn vadodara's skyline to this day
as I mentioned earlier, Vadodara's past breathes through its various landmarks, including palaces, parks, museums, libraries, and several such public spaces. One such structure is the Lakshmi Vilas Palace, which is the crown jewel in Baroda's aesthetics. This colossal palace was built by Sayaji Rao III in 1980 as the royal family's private residence. In fact, it continues to serve as the official residence of the Gaikwad royal family 100 years after its construction. According to history textbooks, Lakshmi Vilas Palace was perhaps the largest private dwelling built at that time and is believed to be four times bigger than London's Buckingham Palace. Just to give you an idea about exactly how huge this luxurious palace is, there is a cricket ground, a golf club and a museum all housed within the palace grounds. Its construction reportedly cost around 1.8 crore rupees at that time and it has nearly 150 rooms in its premises. Now, even though the royal family still resides in the palace, there are a few rooms and gardens that are open for tourists to visit and you can bet that it's on my travel bucket list. Anyway, Sayajira was a well-travelled king with fondness for the European style of architecture. Thus, he got the Koti building constructed in 1922, whose design was said to be inspired by that of Scotland's Balmoral Castle. He also founded the Baroda Museum and Picture Gallery in 1894, which continues to display paintings from renowned European painters, among many other valuable artefacts. The museum also houses a few of the paintings of the legendary Indian painter Raja Ravi Varma, who had enjoyed the patronage of Maharaja Sayaji Rao III. The Maharaja had commissioned several paintings from Varma to adorn the walls of Lakshmi Vilas Palace. Perhaps one of the most crucial contributions of Sayaji Rao III was the establishment of the palatial Baroda College in 1881. Now known as the Maharaja Sayaji Rao University of Baroda, the college is still considered to be one of the premier colleges for fine arts in India. The university's art faculty counts several celebrated artists, including painters Gulam Muhammad Sheikh, Nasreen Muhammadi, and Lakshma Gaud has its alumni. Before we wrap up, a little fun fact. Did you know that there is a small town in the United States of America that is the namesake of our Indian city, Padoda? Yes, that's right. There's a small village in Michigan in USA, around 1.7 square kilometers in area and a population of 800 that is also called Padoda. History records claim that the area, which eventually grew to be Baroda village, had begun to receive its first settlers way back in 1830. But it was almost 60 years later when a man called Michael Hauser established the present-day village. According to media reports, the village was initially going to be called Pomona. But because there was another village with the same name in a different county, that plan was dropped. This prompted Hauser to ask for suggestions from local public for the name. And once C.H. Pinder, 
who worked as a railroad conductor, suggested the name of the city where he was born in India, Padoda. Our Gujarati city now has a sister city some 12,000 kilometers away in a different continent. I would say as namesakes go, that is pretty cool. And that was the truly intriguing history of Vadodara. If you liked this episode, please do drop me a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser or Good Pods app. I will leave the links for those in the show notes. I would love to hear your feedback. You can also reach out to me on my Instagram handle at History with Soumya and Twitter handle at History with Soum. And until we meet again, you know what you have to do. <laughs> stay safe and stay happy.